1: It's redemption day for Daniel Ricciardo. He wins the Monaco Grand Prix. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia.
0: That's right, it is a doubleheader, or at least we're just at the start of a doubleheader. It's the double-doubleheader, as we called it, on the driver's seat. Welcome to another live edition. It's good to be back live, isn't it, boys?
2: Oh, how good? How good is this? We uh, were sitting on the sidelines and we we were... Pre-recording and doing all that kind of stuff, and now we're all live.
0: It is actually good to have uh, the, spec- the the text machines back up and running. I know we've had, uh, we had a few messages, actually, on the Facebook page going saying, is the text machine going to be up, guys? Well, of course it is. <laughs> I did see that today, too. That's great. That's yeah, great, love isn't that. it? Which we absolutely love. And if you would like to be a part of the show, it is very easy to do so. All you need to do O four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. 0433 98 But you are listening to the driver's seat, and we do it as always thanks to our great mates at Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. Remember, you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app, available in the App Store, featuring podcasts, interviews, and news. It's a must for all motorsport fans and boys. Let's start off with some very big news concerning which is essentially the biggest race on the calendar for supercars, and that's the Bathurst 1000. It is the... It is the. Is it the grand final,
2: Stevie J? I mean, it's not played at the end of the season, but it's the grand final. I well, it's isn't. probably going to be played at the end of this season. I think so. it might be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of
3: course, for the last 15-odd yeah. years, it's been the super cheap auto Bathurst 1000. And it's it's been through many, many changes mm-hmm. in regard to timing, in regard to... It used to be the last race of the year. Now, it's obviously not. It never used to be part of the championship. It, it is now. Yep. But you know what? All those changes hasn't seemed to have made that race any different. It's always – it's the biggest race of the year for supercars or for motorsport fans uh, in Australia. It is the the grand final for us. It is always that just that one that you want to win. And, you know, I guess in footy terms, that's what it is. It's a grand final. total, Mm. And uh,
2: it's now no longer going to be, after this year anyway, the super cheap auto Bathurst. It's going to be the
0: Repco Bathurst 1000. Yeah, which which, even though it does have – it does have – an Australian brand uh, attached to it it's actually not owned by Australians no it is owned like half of the
2: our favourite biscuits and cheeses and uh, and all that kind of stuff (laughs) it's owned by an overseas company Uh, in America you'd probably see them on Scotch uh, Finger
0: (laughs) (laughs) the Scotch Finger 1000 oh the Scotch Finger how good would that be (laughs) You've got to eat your
3: way through it. <laughs> only you, you might win your first you. Bathurst if that were the case. I night. Night. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be very regularly on the podium, yeah. that's for sure. The Monte Carlo 1000. <laughs>
2: All right. But, uh, yeah, Napa Auto Parts. If you've seen, if you watch a little bit of NASCAR around the place, you'd have seen Napa. Uh, they also supported um, a couple of supercars, you know, in a smaller way. Penrite Racing, they did Walkinshaw, Andretti United They were also,
3: year. Uh, was it last year? It was last year they had the, well, James Hinch, Cliff, the, yeah, the Wildcard wild wild yeah. yeah. was, the, was yeah. the Napa Auto Parts car. Yep, so they own it as a
2: parent company, but of course, Repco is a brand we all know and love around this nation and will be the Repco Bathurst 1000 for the next five years. But we must say, whilst it's topical right now, big thanks to Super Cheap Auto. I mean, mm. fabulous after 15 years. Uh, it's going to be a little bit like that. That's Clipsil- been 15 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Clipsal <laughs> 500. Isn't that Remember? Incredible. It's going to be like the Clipsal 500, although no one really used to say. Are you going up to the super cheap?
0: No one would say that. Or it's you, you driving and it's, it's, it. just, it's just Bathurst. There are still some people that refer to it as the FAI 1000. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, or the Hardy-Ferodo 1000. Hardy,
2: yeah, 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 so yeah the really, James Hardy 1000. So yeah. your
0: mileage could vary. But look, we'll get into that uh, in a bit more depth because the other big news is that the date could also change for Bathurst. So we'll talk about that in a bit of depth. But I want to get to a text message, which is straight off our text line. Tom in Toowoomba. First off, two things. Tom, thanks for adding your name to it. And two, hey, well, me. And welcome back to the driver's seat. We might touch on this a little bit later on when we uh, give out our power rankings. But, uh, hi, guys. Glad you're back live on a Wednesday night. What are your thoughts on the Win Cup Fabs pit lane incident? McKeldin handballs to Johnson straight off the bat. Oh, there
2: you go, oh, boy, because oh, I'm staying out. I, I of John,
3: was a Johnson sidestep? Said it goes straight into Nims's <laughs> hands. Well,
0: there it is. Uh, we'll deal with that in a later segment. But,. Uh, <laughs> See, there's still a bit of football and ball sports happening on.
2: ducks the tackle, and the we go. Well, you know,
3: oh, boy. Let's, I mean, it, there's twos and fros and for that for, the, for that particular incident, I guess. So, Good, tell me then, because I'd like um, to know. You know, it, it's I see where you know, and the rules. It's funny because the rules are fairly clear when you're in one or the other, in the fast lane or in your pit box, but. It sort of doesn't really cover when you're in the fast lane and the other car moves and then you have to move out of the fast lane to get into your pit box because you're the pit bay directly in front of the car that's moved. So it's sort of, I mean, half a car length further forward and Jamie moves and hits fabs in the doors, 100%, it's it's a penalty. But, you know, I mean... I guess there's a lot of people and, and you know, I'm probably one of them that said, yeah, that's, you know, it should have been a penalty. But because then... Fabs had to go to the brakes and stop the car who yeah. was going to be in the And door. there was contact. There was actually mm. contact. There was actually rubber on the front right corner of, of Fabian's splitter. So... Yeah, it's one of those things, and they knew that they were going to be um, very disadvantaged if they had to wait that extra one and a half, two seconds for Fabian to get into his pit box. So, um, but but having said that, um, you know I've known Jamie a long time, and and rate him as a driver, uh, rate him as a, a guy away from the track, really good bloke. But his comments about uh, about. The DJ team Penske team doing that on purpose to try to screw them over was a bit was a bit average mm. in my in my heat opinion. of the moment stuff.
2: Probably shouldn't have said it. Probably looks back on it and goes eh, yeah, probably shouldn't have said that. But really, the person that needs to be held accountable to this is uh, the head of Red Bull Racing, uh, Duddo, because he was the car controller that weekend, and. You know, I just—he'd already had one. He'd Mishap already had one. The day he put his hands up for it, and then we go again for a second one. You know, I don't know. I there's part of me that goes unsafe release. He was released almost into the door of another car. Mm. And, and you just got to then go, well, blanket, sorry, see you later. Mm. Having said all that, Craig Baird's got all the data, he's got all the information. We weren't there. We were just watching. We weren't in the hot seat. But I, 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 I would have liked to have seen Fabs because it was a countback from there. They equaled yes, right. on points. Fabs would have run the weekend had he been one more position up. And, and I just think it was one of those oddball situations. But I th- in my opinion, <laughs> I think they should have been
0: penalised for an unsafe release. Well, look, uh, let us know what you think on the text line. O four double three ninety-eight eleven sixteen is the number two. Stu's chimed in. A Global Parts Company is the ones that own Repco. Thank you for that one, Stu. That's it. Yep. Uh we, we definitely... And one of their brands is Napa, mm-hmm. which is is one of their retail brands that we'd have seen here
2: in Australia. So yes, you're right, Stu. There's actually a Napa up in Logan, in... isn't there?
3: Logan, yeah, Logan actually up yeah, in there yeah. just north of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles stomping Ground, right across the road from Springwood where I grew up. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. do you know, do you know Have you heard of the term Bogan? Yeah, that's on the Napa side. Yeah,
2: <laughs> in Victoria, we because yeah, yeah, in Victoria, it probably wouldn't know exactly where Logan is, but it's mm. it's not uh, it's not certainly your upmarket Tiberia, and and if you're from Logan, we used to call people. Europe. So what would that be down? Oh, I'm not naming somewhere in Victoria that's not. Uh, well, oh, look, <laughs> mate, look, we've already. Oh, got, yes, Steve, yes, we've just yeah, got yeah. the text line know. back. We don't want it filled. <laughs> Righto, sorry. sorry. So <laughs> what yeah. you're saying, Steve,
3: is originally you are a Bogan from Logan. No, I'm not from Logan. I'm I'm on the hills. I'm Daisy Hill. Oh, Daisy Hill. Yes, that's me. Oh, no. That was no, no. that was me. Was actually my father. Actually, yeah. Well, I'd imagine so. It's where he's, a lot of race cars, good race so cars, come out. You're not a out Bogan out, from Logan. Right, no, no. Oh. I just look down on it. <laughs> right. From the hill. I look down
2: upon my minions I'm, at the bottom I'm, of the hill. I'm,
3: I, I might have. <laughs> I might have done a few maybe little skids in my time at, in Logan right. when I first got my <laughs> yeah, licence. and then run back across the border into <laughs> Daisy,
1: <to> Daisy Hill. <laughs>
2: I don't go so over didn't there. So you get bashed by the Bogans from Logan. I don't Logan. go <laughs> over there. And then if you go a little bit further, it's Woodridge.
0: It is. Also known as Hoodridge. But anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. anyway, <laughs> anyway, remember, we do have people listening across Australia, boys. We but uh, <laughs> um, let's qu- let's quickly also mention, too, in terms of uh, the name change for the Bathurst 1000, mm-hmm. Um the, the way that the news was uh, fiddled out was um, fizzled out, sorry it was someone from Supercheap actually leaked it to the media because they were more than keen to stay on but uh, obviously the Global Parts Company decided, look we'll, we want our name on, on the Bathurst 1000 and uh, we're willing to pay this amount of coin we don't know how much but uh, and in this day and age where, you know sponsorship dollars is a lot of, uh, of the well essentially what we do and yep. Could you see supercars having to having any other option? I mean, if you if the sport and all sports are struggling, surely you've got to do what's best for it. Absolutely. One hundred and
2: fifty thousand percent NIMS is all. And I've spoken to a couple of people today in preparation for the show, none of which I will name, and I will not repeat word for word exactly how it all went down, because they were privy to it, and mm-hmm. of course I don't wanna be I don't want to throw them under the bus. Let's just say that the incumbent super cheap made an offer to continue. The offer was taken on board. Then it was shopped and uh, uh, to other partners to see if they would like to continue because the offer that put forward was reportedly. Uh, significantly down Mm -hmm. and so when it went to market as all all naming rights opportunities do regardless of how long you've been there or not um, another brand decided to throw a truckload of money at it and in time over the next month or two or three, two or three months, there will be a lot more announcements from Supercar regarding Repco's involvement, what they're going to do for leverage ideas and all that kind of stuff. It's actually, I know it's hard to understand, but it's actually a, a great deal for the event. It's a great deal for Supercars. It's a pity Supercheap didn't continue, but they've been there for 15 years, so they've had a good drink out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think in time when the announcements are all made, there'll be a broader understanding. But... Um, it, they were certainly did not want it released right now. It was pre-released not only by Supercheap but through another website that we often talk about <laughs> here, uh, much to the behest of supercars. I'm, I'm shocked. But, uh, look, Are you shocked? <laughs> yes, I can see the look on your face. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, again, a lot of politics, a lot of media games being played there. Um, but I can tell you that when it was released, pre-released, uh,
0: Supercar. Not happy, Jan. Not too happy at all there. But no. um, Look, uh, either way, it's, it's naming rights. I mean, we we said the same thing about the Clipsal 500, and now we're all sort of accustomed to it being Superloop, so it is what it is. But to, let us know what yes, you cause think. because it was costing me a fortune to call it the <laughs> Clipsal 500. Dollar in what, the swear jar every time. Oh, mate, you think every time Steve Talk had to pull out like this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> but uh, you are listening to the driver's seat we do it thanks to our great mates at Kubota together we're building australia we will go a bit in depth into uh what happened over the weekend with our power rankings we'll do that up next not only that uh we're also going to be chatting to scotty pie he'll be joining us about eight thirty melbourne time but uh until then be a part of the show 0433 98 1116 is the number you're listening to the driver's seat thanks to Kubota building australia yeah. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it as always thanks to our mates at Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, and together we're building Australia. Right now, it is time for this. If I can find the button, there it is. (laughs) This
1: is The Driver's Seat Power Rankings.
0: We do it thanks to MIDI's Electrical, longtime supporters of the V8 Supercars series. MIDI's Electrical offering you more. Now the driver's seat power rankings, it's our Supercars version of the Brownlow Medal or the Dally M. After each round, both Matt and Steve will be casting votes 3-2-1 style for who was best on track. Rankings before the Bet Easy Darwin Triple Crown had Scott McLaughlin sitting on top with 14 votes. Nick Percat in second spot with uh, eight votes, Will Davison on six votes. Three votes for Todd Hazelwood, two votes for Shane Van Gisbergen, and one vote for Cameron Waters, Lee Holtworth, and Jack LeBrock. Let's go to you, Matty. What do you reckon? I knew you'd start with me. Look, let's Because be you're honest. normally prepared. <laughs> well, I've written down oh. the numbers.
2: Oh. Stephen's half asleep. He's been out at the track today with Jet. The man is half asleep, let me tell you.
4: Um,
2: let, let's, let's be brutal about the weekend. There were some really good performances Um, Each deserved a lot of numbers there. There were some really poor performances, both from team and driver. Um, A lot of mistakes. That made a lot of mistakes. That made a few people stand out. So I am going to give Scott Pye one point. Not just because he's on our show relatively soon, but I thought because he was uh, on the podium, uh, that was good to see. So one point for him. The tie rule after that meant he was P. Nowhere. But uh, anyway, uh, Anton Di Pasquale, his first win in Supercars. I am going to give him two points. And because it was a bit of a resurgence and it's damn hard going up against Scotty McLaughlin right now and holding your own, I'm going to give Fabian Coulthard, the best hair in Supercars, (laughs) three points. The old Fabarama. All right. The old Fabarama. Fabarama. Yeah. right, eh? I'll let him know. I'll send out a text, three points to Fabarama. There
3: we go. What about you, Stevie? All right. Well, I'm going to give my first point of the night to Anton Di Pasquale. So it was good to see him up the front and get his first win. I think it was true with reports in the media and the stories from... Uh, actually, one from James Courtney, to be honest, because he was on the podium with him, mm-hmm. saying that it was just a, such a shame that Anton doesn't get to celebrate on a proper podium. Uh, I think true. they really yeah. need to bring the proper podium back and well, bring the champagne that. back. And, and then, well,
2: I think that was... The event podium. Yeah. On oh, uh, the, oh, the final race, the Triple Crown and the event podium, yeah but, yeah. but not each race. They should do each race, I agree. They
3: need to. You know, I yeah. think just as much goes into... Saturday races it does yeah. on Sunday. So I think yep. I think that that was just a bit of a downer for him. So we'll give him a point. Uh, I'm actually going to give Fabs two points. So I think great, um, great speed and great consistency over the weekend to be equal uh, triple crown winner, I guess. Yeah, uh, lost, lost on countback, which I don't know how he can, but it uh, <laughs> is what it is. He did fall off the road, though. He did. He? he did make so that, that one One mistake. mistake. That was one mistake. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually going to give three points to Jamie Winkup because he was actually fast all weekend. He had that one little blemish in practice where... Fair blemish. He, yeah, Took but the front and rear off the car, as in splitters and spoilers. And yeah, Not yeah. engines, but... No, it, was, it wasn't it was massively bad. He drove it back to the pits. All good drivers get it back to the pits. And, got on and the how tools good too? was he that he got
2: on the tools? Yeah, I going to say that he got on the spanners and he was ripping the thing apart because you can only have a certain amount of people, which doesn't include the driver. I think it's seven... Crew per car, which doesn't include the driver. So he, you know, he got on the end of the uh, end of the old ten-inch spanner and. But that's like you know undoing
3: bolts. That whole he was on fire all weekend. Like he he probably you know arguably should have won race one as well. Obviously got that penalty pit lane there, and then obviously it was it was pretty controversial for race three, uh, the pit release there. But you know, pushing all that aside. He was fast, he was up the front, um, and just that one car ahead of Scotty Mack. So, mm. you know, good on him, like they've, and he was uh, quite a bit in front of a highly rated SVG, as you and I rated yeah, him Yeah, he struggled. So he, he, he struggled. struggled. Um, so Jamie is tending to get out of that car, uh, when the car might not be as good, yep. he's doing the Shane Van Gisbergen. He's getting them more out of a bad car. And I'm not saying it's a bad car, but, you know, he's extracting more out of that yep. car than Shane is. Whereas normally, when the cars aren't perfectly right, it's, it's actually Shane doing that. I think I, I totally agree with you, and that's the mark of the GOAT, isn't
2: it? You know, seven time champion, yep. he's, he's the GOAT. I think why I've given Fabian three is because, I mean, let's be fair, Fabian's under pressure. His teammate's given him a bit of a hiding.
0: It's not fun so, being a teammate with Scott McLaughlin. It's, not,
2: it's like <laughs> no. being Valtteri Bottas. You do not want to be Lewis Hamilton's teammate right now or Max Verstappen's, but more about that later. Um, I, I just think Fabian really gathered it up. Gave it a good crack, believed in himself, and did a really good job. And as I say, you know, equal on points, any other weekend would have won the weekend. Absolutely. But, so that's why I gave him three. Which, by the way, I think Nimsy. If we look at our numbers, hmm. it's it's his, think, on nearly, the list. it's his debut. I think that's his debut. I think that is. puts him on the day on the debut. And actually, quite high. That's I think is that going to put him into? He's behind seconds. Will Davis. He'll be behind Second Will Davis. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to give Will Davis points for five. So his commentary five. effort.
3: His commentary effort was good. I was going to give him three points. So
2: no. that's going to put. So first off, of note, no points for Scott McLaughlin. Neither mm-hmm. either of us. Rare. Uh, Nick Purcat was in in P two. Is in in P two with uh, eight votes. Uh, obviously, Wilbur. Is now a broadcaster, not a driver for the moment. Uh, so five points is going to put Fabian into P3. Not bad for Fabs. Not bad. Why don't well, have a good round? Get you up there. The Bataki. He can smell the Bataki man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but <The Sheridan's> footy. <laughs> we've just uh, on the uh, on the text machine. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Add your names to them too, guys, because uh, we can't see and we don't want to give out your number on air, obviously. But um, <laughs> Winkup with the pace lately surely is a good chance at title eight. The, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, particularly
3: – Out of I mean, the he's, he's 100
2: point. Uh, yeah, certainly out of the Bulls. Was he 100 points behind? Scotty at the moment, another 115 points. Just – yeah. If Scotty has a Barry Crocker and fires off the road and fences the thing, which can happen – we saw it happen last year at the Gold Coast uh, – and he's there to pick it up, Jamie could absolutely go to eight,
3: particularly if we go to Bathurst and they call it early there and don't extend the season out. Yeah. Absolutely. And not forgetting that the next – obviously we've got Darwin again this weekend at a yep. doubleheader. Yep. Then we go to a very happy hunting ground for Jamie in Townsville. He's he he is the guru up there, or one of. 10 wins he's had up there. 10 he? wins yeah. up there. And, yeah. you know, for someone that um, is going to a couple of strong circuits that suit him. Could play into his man, hands. Man, it's yeah. going yeah. to be tough. It's, it's, it's Scotty Macker's certainly no shoe in at all this year. Absolutely. You know, I know people think that. And yes, he's still fast. He's been fast in qualifying still. He'll always be fast. But, um, yeah, it's going to be tough. The racing's going to be tough. It certainly is. But uh, that was our power
0: rankings. Thanks to MIDI's Electrical offering you more. And you can watch the Mobile One MIDI's racing team in the V8 Supercar series. Don't go anywhere. We've got Scott Pye joining us live from Darwin. Uh, I did say join us at 8. Didn't realise that Darwin's half an hour behind. So uh, it's good for Scotty <laughs> to keep some time for me. But... How are you going, Nimzy all right? Oh, time zones. They well, do. How's lockdown hit. treating you? You doing well? Look, I've got, I've, got, I've got four weeks of racing, so I'm happy as Larry at the moment. And uh, we all? And we, you got the
3: dogs? Yeah. The greyhounds? You're doing that oh, too. of course, yeah. Let's not forget...
0: <laughs> can't forget the trots and, and the oh, greys. Yes.
2: Are you doing bowls, lawn bowls at the moment?
0: I, I believe that we're not allowed due to restrictions, but... Uh, oh, yeah, we'll, right. Okay. We'll get to all that. But uh, Scott Pye know. to join us very shortly here on The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia.
1: This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we're building Australia.
0: Oh, yes, it is the driver's seat. We do it thanks to our mates at Kubota. Now, boys, actually, Maddie, first off, before we get to our feature interview, thanks to Kubota, Together We're Building Australia, we've got a bit of correspondence that we got to get through, don't we? Because uh, our, you've got a question for our guest, which we won't spring on him, but we'll prepare him for it. But it's from someone he knows.
2: Well, yeah, a good friend of mine, uh, Jack Heron, uh, actually produces the DeWalt Racing shirts. So she sent me a message today and said, can you make sure that Scotty, up in Darwin is wearing his DeWalt racing shirt. Now, given that this is a radio interview, I was, I was like, does fair she realise that radio's <laughs> a bit different? Uh, <laughs> Love you, Jax. Love you long time. I've known you for 20 odd years. You're a wonderful woman, but I I would anticipate that Scotty will not be wearing his DeWalt shirt well, from his hotel room in Darwin.
0: You know what? We'll, we'll find out because the great man joins us right now, live from Darwin. He was third place and he's taken out Team 18's. First podium. He's got these first bit of silver in there. Please welcome back to the driver's seat. The one and only Scott Pye.
4: How are we doing? I can confirm I'm not in my team shirt. I'm in my Apex Hunters t shirt, actually. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be in a
2: wife beater up there, wouldn't you, in the heat and in a nice blue singlet or.
3: No,
4: he's, got, well, his, uh, he's yeah, got his Apex Hunters show. The sure. sun's not out. The sun's not out right now. So, I've, <laughs> yeah, i got my guns tucked away in my
2: T-shirt <laughs> at the moment. The gun show tucked away. Hey, mate, congratulations.
4: Yeah. How good was that, getting the podium? Yeah, thanks. It was. It was very good. Nice to get the team's first podium in the bag, and um, especially while everyone's away from home at the moment. And, um, you know, I mean, it, it was a good lift for everyone, really. There's some tough times going on out there, especially with everyone being away from family. So, yeah, it was nice to give the boys a bit of motivation.
2: Did Frosty give you a clip on the air saying, Good on you, mate. New boy, or <laughs> take all the glory.
4: Probably, he's probably a little bummed because he was P three until I nabbed it off him at the end of the race. So, um, <laughs> but I mean, for us as a result, anyway, team result was mega. That's our first. That's our best result as a two car team, third and fourth. Um, so yeah, neither of us were. we going to sneeze at that one.
3: <laughs> hey, Scotty, did that? Uh, did that? Or, like, make the rest of the weekend tough for you, uh, tire wise?
4: Uh, it well, it kind not really. I mean, it did, but to be honest, we didn't have the speed on this so we were quite strong on the hard time qualifying we struggled a bit in salt on the soft tire quality uh which is not ideal given it's soft tire this weekend but i think we found a bit in the last race and probably uh could have actually used one of the sets uh and got pitted earlier and used one of the sets longer and we thought it was going to be worse than it was but our tire life was actually quite good um so we probably went way too conservative uh in the second and third race and probably could have maximized a bit more there i think one of the races we. We could have pitted earlier and come out maybe around 10th. Um, but it, it definitely does compromise you a little bit because you know there's some that only run the hard tyres. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, we got a trophy. Others didn't. Um, I think the, the way it works at the moment, it's it's uh, still about a, a round result as well, which is no different to ever, really. I mean, you come away from a weekend and you always want to try and have the best points possible, which is what we did. Um, but obviously, we saw there was an opportunity for a podium and we put the socks on in that safety car. That meant that I dropped to last place but but uh film engineer backed me and and you know was believed that I could pass the rest of the field and get a trophy so um when we saw the opportunity there, we took it and um and then just tried to maximize what what we could for the weekend. Uh, I think we finished tenth for the weekend, so it's probably our that was around our speed anyway I think I qualified tenth for the race we we got a podium so all in all, might have compromised Sunday a little bit, but we got more points on Saturday than we probably should have.
2: Yeah, it's always six of one, half a dozen of the other, isn't it? Yeah. Um, tell me, uh, we go back to Darwin again, back to Hidden Valley this weekend. We've got the uh, double header up there. Will you take much of what you learnt from last week into this
0: weekend?
4: Uh, yeah, yes and no. From a driver's point of view, it's awesome, because in qualifying, there's always that little bit more you think you could have got out of the car, and to be able to go straight back there this week is awesome. It you know, means that I can put anything I've you know, thought of in straight into practice. But in terms of strategy, we've learned a lot, but now we've got, I think it's five sets of soft tyres this weekend, um, no hard tyres, and, yeah, we've got more tyres than we need for the races. So um, I don't think there's really going to be... A, a huge mix in strategy out there I think that it's a pretty straightforward race you're probably going to take two tyres and turn a stop and whether you pit lap 5, 6 or later in the race I don't think it's really going to matter too much because the deg was so low on the weekend on the soft tyre so um, yeah I mean in terms of what we learnt with strategy there's a lot of things that if we went back on the same um, tyre compound and, and uh, number of tyres then we, we would use that what we've learned but I think it's going to be very different this weekend and hopefully the racing still exciting I think that this is you know there's mixed opinions on the whole fake racing real racing thing I think this is potentially going to go back to what it, what it was last year and I think the racing could be a little bit pre- processional so I hope that after this they do start to limit the tyres again because um yeah, my my opinion on the whole thing is um, the way the ties are, it's giving everyone an equal opportunity to get a result, still, promote, still provokes the, the round winner to be the fastest car across the whole weekend, yeah. um, so it's probably more real than I've ever seen, I mean it's not really guaranteeing the biggest team with the most money and the most crew to get the result, it actually means that anyone that does the best job with their strategy and maximising yeah. the car speed you've got, you can get a result, so um, but yeah, it's going to be straightforward this weekend, I think. Yeah, but
3: what it but what it does do is when you get a one tire scenario, um, you know most of the engineers up in their pit lane are all very very clever. That's why they're there. So um, they all work out what the best scenarios are for you know safety cars at certain times of the race. So basically, every car and every team, generally, apart from one or two rogue cars yeah, taking, a chance. Um, taking a chance. Really, the strategy is generally about the same, isn't it, Scotty? Whereas the, the dual compound, yeah. that that really throws up a, a billion different scenarios that you guys can do.
4: Exactly. And, mate, honestly, that, that call from Phil, my engineer, on Saturday was a pretty bold one. Um, he wasn't, you know, I think... Even from my perspective, when I rolled out and I couldn't even see the last car going through turn one, I was like, Phil, I hope you got this right because we could look, we could look like muppets here. <laughs> there and, is
2: no worse feeling than seeing the rest of the yeah, field exactly. turn to turn one and you're blazing on the straight. Is,
4: <laughs> man, this is where you know you, you. I'm really grateful that I have got one of the best engineers in the lane because that call was. It took some serious balls to do it, but he was yeah. so confident in in the numbers that he had seen with Dag in past years and, and even across the weekend. What we'd already seen in practice that he believed there would be a big enough difference in the tyre from hard to soft and also that the deg, because I mean, it was lap five, we pitted of a 38-lap race and we had no idea what our deg numbers were going to be. So he was confident enough that one the, that the overlap was big enough hard to soft and also that soft could last. And then he backed me to be able to pass everyone, which even I wasn't sure about that one. But, you know, we got there and um, it ended up being the perfect call. And I think in hindsight, there's a lot of people that thought, we probably could have done that and actually got away, especially in hindsight now, knowing the tide deck was so good. You could have actually done what we did, and if you had a slightly quicker car and qualified better than what I did, you could have still had three very strong races.
3: Mate, um, moving forward, obviously, this weekend, you were just saying before that your car wasn't as good on softs as it was on hards, and unfortunately for you, it's a soft weekend. Mm. What do you do yeah. now to to try to change that, to rectify that, to keep your car well inside that top 10, even though you're running softs all weekend?
4: Well, I think we found some stuff um, after, well, through the last qualifying, Um, but the the disappointing thing was I'd used the one set I would have liked to have ran as a green tyre in qualifying, I'd already used those in the race before, so I didn't really get a representative um, time on the board compared to a lot of others that hadn't, but you know I'd be qualifying on a used tyre not a green, so I think we did make improvements, but we couldn't quite show it Um, I think from the first qualifying on softs particularly, that was probably where we struggled, but then we improved the car, but we didn't have greens to really prove that we'd improved it, you know, and then in the race, I think uh, our, our race pace was very strong. Our tyre life was, was really good, I thought. Uh, so I'm actually – I am confident about this weekend. I think, you know, the hard tyre straight out of the gate was pretty strong. But then I think we improved our soft tyre car. So I'm actually pretty optimistic. I just like to, you know, wait until we roll out before I get too excited.
2: Uh, now, I want to check in, Scotty, because you've been on the road now since July 6th, which is a long time. Um...
4: July 6th. Would you check in the day or less? Just – did you keep an eye on what I
3: was doing that day? he yeah, does. <laughs> our our, 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 uh, our producer, Nibsie, okay. <laughs> he was on your Twitch watching you leave home.
2: <laughs> he, was, he was out in front of his house. <laughs> well, what are you talking yes. about? Uh, you know, there's, At four o'clock you, you on whatever that was. <laughs> uh, yes. Remember, and you didn't indicate when you came out. I thought that was kind of uh, uh, You don't have kids, but you do have a, another internet oh, sensation in, Lord Basil. Uh, yeah. Who's looking after Lord Basil? because I know percat's taken Nelson up with him. Um, who's looking after yeah. the
4: Lord? I've got a good mate of mine Elliot he's moved into my house so um I gave him the I gave him the call and he has it for me anyway when I go away racing. Um, so him and his partner, I r- rang him up and said, like, we've been notified to get across the border and I don't know when I'm coming back. Can you move in today? So he just went into my place and, um, yeah, so him and his his partner are there. And so they've got Basil. Um, poor little bloke's got a got an infection on his stomach at the moment. So... Um, I'm glad I'm not there having to look after him so um but, but I do miss him, um, but that is about as far as my commitment goes um so yeah, basil is my biggest concern, but all in all it's not much really compared to kids and things like that that others are dealing with, but um it's still I don't know it's, we don't have we don't really know what uh is next is probably the biggest thing for a lot of the people with families that's difficult because we can't can't guarantee a return date. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that that I can see is a real challenge for a lot of the crew. And having been away now, I think it's coming up on it nearly seven weeks next week or something. So, mm. um, yeah, and then not knowing exactly what day we're going to be back. I think it's hard to not have an end date that people can look forward to. And, and fortunately, we're racing now back-to-back weekends, which is nice because keeps the motivation up. It gives us a bit more of an objective and, and we're, we're achieving something while we're away. The first five weeks was tough. We'd only done one race. So
1: mm.
4: I think there was a lot of people starting to question why we were away, but it was necessary. And it's, it's given us that period to kind of work out what we're going to do with the calendar. And, and at the end of the day, it's kept everyone employed because done a good job in keeping the show going. Um, so yeah, there's, there's method in the madness, but it's definitely pretty tough for for people being separated from family who are in in lockdown. You know, they're obviously you know effectively one parent at home with with mm. kids and yeah. yeah, homeschooling. You know, there's lots of issues. So for me, I'm, I'm mate, I'm I'm happy. I'm on the road racing cars, and I wish I could have my dog here, but that's about as far as my stress levels go.
2: And speaking of infections, you left Queensland with an infection in your knee, did you not? Yeah
4: yeah there? that was embarrassing oh it was like the lamest crash you've ever seen on a mountain bike <laughs> i fell over going up a hill and um i literally was stationary and fell down hit my knee on a rock and it split my knee open like real deep but um didn't hurt too much at the time because you can't have adrenaline going in that. and for me and shane, i was with shane and we carried on riding for another 45 minutes or so and i didn't clean it out even he was like i think you should use my water and wash it out so i did eventually and i went home i used hot water and toilet paper because Mum would be disappointed i thought that would do the trick and um yeah a day later i couldn't stand up or anything it got really badly infected surprisingly hey um but yeah got really infected my knee blew up the heat was ridiculous so i sent a photo to dr carl our category doctor and said i think this is getting quite bad what do you think and he he just said Go to emergency and call me on the way. So I was like, okay, well, yeah, all right, I'll go. So I went in, parked in a two-hour car park, um, thinking I was going to get some antibiotics and be out of there. And uh, yeah, the guys, the doctor said, no, we're going to keep you in for a couple of days and um, get rid of it completely because I think the wow. concern was as well, you come up the dial when it's hot, um, you're going to your race suit, you're sweating, and the infection, if it's not completely gone, could come back again. And, it was uh it not it was it was not um not a no big cool cool story but it was So just it wasn't a, a
3: big downhill over a log <laughs> over the handlebars mate. like for 200 meters <laughs> skidding down on your knee looking at the computer there's
4: nothing cool nothing for about it at all <laughs> You know it's funny as well we were out on e-bikes cuz Shane has an e-bike yep um and so I hired one of those and uh the battery for some reason the battery had stopped working so I didn't, it, and those things are so heavy, that, and so yeah, trying to climb on that, I fell off, and it was just embarrassing, my whole thing, I was like, I wish no one ever found out about the whole thing, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I did. Well, um, you should put a photo yeah. on social media. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, I'd been out riding and put a photo, I didn't say anything, and then someone had asked about it, and I was like, all right, I'll put That's it up. That's how it starts. <laughs> It's funny though because everyone that's seen it asked to see my knee, and it's about a half a centimetre cut it's like nothing
3: oh that's massive a couple of days yeah so the
4: crew anytime anyone stubs a toe or anything like that my crew's like oh Scott would go to hospital for that one (laughs) band-aid Scotty how funny is that
2: yeah Uh, mate look we'll let you go we know it's how is it up there in Darwin obviously it's this warmer this time of year than what you normally are did you find it in the car it was harder to, to deal with or you know just in your stride cool suit helmet fan you're all good
4: made. I had Dick Johnson for all those years telling me how hard it used to be. So um, <laughs> I just got in and wheeled it. I, um, no, it was, it, it's hot. I mean, it's, it is definitely <laughs> uncomfortable, but it's it's uh, I don't know. We're driving race cars, it ain't so bad. But I think that um, we had the opportunity to be up here for a couple of weeks, and that actually helped acclimatise a little bit. I think sure. coming straight from Sydney to here would have been tough because it's pretty cold in Sydney. Um, but yeah, it's it's beautiful up here and. Um, I think it's a good time of year as well, humidity is not too bad, um, but I do just wish the tyre dig was a little bit higher, I was expecting it to be a little bit more of a challenge managing the tyre, but um, yeah, it's hanging on well, um, and it is still physically a a challenge, which is good, Um, but yeah, having a good time up here and we get to go to Townsville again after this for another doubleheader, so I think this racing back-to-back is awesome, gives us loads of benefits for our partners, we're on TV regularly, so yeah I think there's there's just so many positives in what they're doing right now to keep the show going.
0: Uh, one last one before we let you go, Scotty. Um, before we return to racing, uh, Team 18 caused a bit of a stir online with a very viral TikTok video with uh, Mark Winterbottom, front and centre for some reason. Now, you're the one that's got the podium here. Uh, can we expect a response on TikTok, or is are you leaving that side of the uh, the, the duties to, to Frosty? Like, no, nah, mate, you can handle all the... I'll get the poles and the, and the podiums. I'll get the glory, you do the dancing. You can do the, your little dancing. <laughs> like, uh, you can watch your whip, watch you no no do whatever you want mate but when are we going to see you start uh jumping on board the tiktok
4: i might need to have a couple of apple juices before i send a reply in but i think that uh yeah i'll stay off tiktok i think i saw uh, in reflection my moves are really bad so i'm just gonna keep a low profile but uh i still do my twitch streaming and stuff and yeah i mean for the team for us to get a podium was great it's a shame it's yeah, it it's just so challenging at the moment in the category is so close that it's very difficult to get a podium. So definitely don't take that one for granted. We know the next one's going to be just as hard. Um, but yeah, I mean, for us, we need to just um, score points as well, but the team's doing awesome. And uh, I think, you yeah, know, it, it was a good timing to get a result because, uh, yeah, there's a long way to go in this championship still and everyone now has that real pep in their step, um, you know, even today going in and seeing everyone on the track again. Um, yeah, it's head down, bum up, that team eighteen. but yeah, they're doing a good job. Uh, they certainly are. And we've
0: just got some texts on the text line. So uh, as a supporter, I'd like to say thank you to Scotty Pine, all the drives and teams for doing what they're doing to keep our sport going. Again, thank you, Scotty. We've got a stack load here of people that really appreciate what you're doing to be so far away from uh, your home. And uh, best of luck this weekend. And uh, hopefully it won't be too long before you actually get to be back in your own bed.
4: No, I appreciate it, mate. I mean it's good to be away racing as well. It means that it's been a fair while since I've had to talk to Stevie J on online, so I'm enjoying yeah. this time away. The space has been good, mate. Um, <laughs> hopefully I can stand around for a bit longer.
3: Yeah, exactly. We don't we don't we don't tend to sleep all the way through the day the next <laughs> yeah, day not. because I'm online with Scott until four AM.
2: Yeah. I just uh, what I, AM <laughs> What I wanna see is Steve Johnson on TikTok. I wanna see your whip. I wanna see your nay nay. That's that's that is, that is it's <laughs> never going
4: to happen, Matthew. Never, uh, never. Uh, Well, I'll tell you one place we won't nah, be. No, thanks, guys.
0: One place we won't be seeing <laughs> is uh, joining you in SVG on one of those uh, giant bikes. So uh, you can be sure of that well,
2: one. That's but... got Stevie J written all over I it. Mate, do, an I'll, e-bike. I'll, it
3: actually get you up there. Like... an e-bike. Mine will be, yeah. be a KDM 450. And that's what mine will be. <laughs> but, hey, look,
0: Scott, we appreciate you jumping on board, mate. Uh, all the best to Darwin this week, and hopefully this is one of many podiums to come, brother.
4: No
0: worries. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There we go. Scotty Pyre joining us here on the driver's seat. Uh, The team's getting... They're on to something good, I think.
2: Yeah, look, and I think... We keep talking about this tyre thing. Uh, it's, as Scotty rightly points out, it gives people who may not necessarily be one of the top teams, gives them an opportunity to get up the front there. But but you get it wrong and you dust the rest of your weekend. As Scotty said, we saw him up on the podium race one, but then he was kind of nowhere uh, near as prominent in the other two races. So a little bit the same with uh, Anton. Um, so... Oh, I'm still not a massive fan for the whole dual compound thing. I'm, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see what this weekend's racing is going to be with five sets, uh, same compound. Mm. It'll be really interesting because if yep. it's better racing this weekend, I'm sold, I'm convinced.
3: Well, Scotty doesn't think so. He thinks it's uh, it's going to be a bit more processional. So yeah, let's just let's see, see what happens, see. I guess. Let's yep. just see what happens. Well,
2: because the tie deck up there is next to nothing, or it was expected to be a little bit, but it's nowhere near as what it, it's it's turned out to be. So uh, interesting. We'll find out.
0: We'll get to some of your texts in just a tick here on The Driver's Seat. big thank you to Scott Pye for joining us. Uh, you're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota, Building Australia. <laughs>
1: This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia.
0: Yeah, it's great to have your company on The Driver's Seat and good to have Scotty Pye on the show as well. An absolute legend there. And uh, i tell you what... We've got a bunch of text messages that have come in too, which I'll get to now because uh, a lot of support coming for the drivers. But uh, here's another one. Who would have thought we'd ever see a podium with Anton, Courtney? It says country there, but uh, I'm assuming they mean James Courtney. <laughs> He's been called worse things. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yes, uh, Anton. You know he listens to the show, so I shouldn't say that. Sometimes. Anton, Courtney and Pi all at once. Well done. Love seeing this, mix up of winners and racing has been excellent. Uh, Another one too from Peter. I thought the racing was great all weekend. Scott just couldn't catch Jamie both on limits in race 15. Great to see Anton get a win and some different faces on the podium. Nothing to do with tyres. They drove like hell. Cannot wait for this weekend. And last but not least, this one's from Lenny. So much negativity for the last 15 years, three teams and a handful of drivers have dominated the sport. Aren't you all tired of seeing the same three drivers on the podium every week? At least with this format, the field is mixed up, different sponsors are getting some promotion, and the sport stays alive. That's on the text machine if you want to be a part of it. Very true, Peter. 8, 11, 16. Very true. I mean, you can't
2: argue with Pete, can you? In in the sense that, uh, you know, I, I guess as in the privileged positions we're in as race drivers, we look at it and go, we'd love to see a fair fight and all that kind of stuff. But um, but from a commercial Actually, you if a you're a actually a
3: race driver, there you're going no, nah, no, exactly. I want yeah, I want to be the... way out in front, and I want to win everything. I'll take the dust collector, absolutely. <laughs> so,
2: um, no, you're quite right. It is, it was good to have a mixed up podium like that. Um, it is good to see different cars out there and have a bit more entertainment, and I suppose in some way less DJR, less less balls, less WAU. I suppose. Actually, Chaz had
3: a fairly quiet weekend, didn't he? Yeah, he was After sort that? of there there, but fourth yeah. on Saturday, yeah. and then Sunday. Was sort of yeah, maybe sort of shot the ball a bit early on Saturday, and mm. and as Scotty said, it, it it did but didn't sort of put him behind the eight ball with the tyre situation. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's just a plan. You either I think you've either got to go for a really good result and sacrifice and and almost be prepared to finish outside the top fifteen for your next two races, or you be a bit more conservative and try to finish a uh, seventh and a ninth and a eighth and finish you know, fifth overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's sort of one of those two, you gotta decide what you wanna do i tell you what I did love, and I know we've got to go, Nimsie, but I'll tell you what I did
2: love. Nick Perkatt blew up again. Because <laughs> yeah. remember he blew up there a couple of years ago when someone ripped his door off? Oh, I just, just saw the replay. Play. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had a shocker. BJR yep. had a shocker. They have come off great form at SMB. They did not have a good Darwin one.
0: Brad was no, actually there to see it live, too. You could just see him yeah. in the... Every time the camera went to me, he was just like, oh, not again. Yeah. No good. No good, unfortunately, for BJR. Hopefully, they'll do a little better in Darwin, too, and SMP. But
3: uh, they really came back down to Worth with a thud after the two SMPs, didn't Mm, they? Yeah, absolutely. And he got the short back and sides on uh, Saturday, didn't he, From a little touch from Shane and took out the teammate. teammate Yeah, yeah, oh, oh boy.
0: All the parts (laughs) truck was now filled (laughs) up and heading north. I'll tell you, it was, although one good thing uh, that we take out of it, it's great to see the Kubota logo on that bonnet of uh, the number eight, isn't it? Well, I didn't want to be
3: seen to be saying it, but yes. It was it It was. Was pushed big. up just nicely so you could see it <laughs> even more prominent <laughs> yeah.
2: after the accident I will I will definitely say that Malcolm and I from Kubota we were exchanging texts over the weekend saying how good it looked so uh, <laughs> we we tend to do that Kubota tend to do that we they throw I keep saying we Kubota tend to do that they put uh, a logo on Nick's car I think it's on at Bathurst as well mm-hmm. uh, coming up and we were last, up there, year, we were was, up there last
3: year was quite prominent in yep. uh, New in Zealand car,
2: yep New Zealand as well yep also I remember last year Nick crashed right in front of the uh, Kubota box up in Darwin. Which, which, which I'm there. sure he did to make yeah, sure I'm maximum
0: purpose.
3: signage yeah, yeah. use. I'm sur- yeah, yeah. I'm, sur- I'm actually surprised <laughs> Matty <he> remembered it. <laughs> to be fair, he was in the corporate box for a long oh, oh, time.
2: Oh, oh, you know, I, <laughs> yes. And in Darwin, it gets very hot in Darwin, Hemsie. Uh, you got to stay hydrated. Yeah, you got to stay hydrated. It's
0: very hot up there. Hydrated responsibly yeah. as well. I
3: did notice <laughs> that you didn't come up to the box. There is. As itch. a Kubota-sponsored athlete. Oh, yes. Well, you, you didn't was, come up. I was racing because I know the influence that you and Malcolm have on me
2: and it's not very good. Yeah. In that regard, when you, I go up to the box, they go, "Oh, good, Matt's here." But when Steve goes up, they go, "Oh my God, Steve Johnson's here!"
1: <laughs> now,
0: before we before we get to a quick break, we got to mention too uh, a great performance from our good friend of the show, Chris Bither.
2: Yeah, how good? Yeah, no, good? Yeah, P five. Yeah, P five. So really good to see him up there, uh, and goes exactly with what Pete was saying about seeing new drivers up there. We haven't seen Crispy up there since I think he grabbed a pole in a Team Kiwi car at QR about four or five years ago. So uh, yeah, no, really good to see him up there. And and uh, I was really hard on Team Sydney at the start of this year. You asked me the question, I said they need to step up, and they need to commit.
3: They've they're slowly they're taking baby steps, those cars forward, aren't they? The, and that's you got to remember real. that it's not just. And I wouldn't say. The drivers are because they're very experienced with Chris yeah. and, and Alex Davison. The team is brand new. The team is a team that used to, you know, Cedars Motorsport used to, or they used to, and still do run when they're allowed to run as super utes and 286s, and that's what their market was. Mm-hmm. Not supercars. They no. got thrown right into the deep end with guys that probably didn't even know how to put the supercars, chassis guide frame under the car to make sure everything measures right and they're not outside the box. Like literally, they've done a great job to just learn and Moved facility too. Don't forget they've they're now down in uh, in SMP. Yep. So yeah, it's it's been a it's been a you know whirlwind for them. Good to see Chris up the front.
0: Really great to see uh, Crispy up the front too. And remember too, you can He's have He's
3: offering Coca Cola too now. Apparently.
0: Yeah, you can have a, a Coke for every moment too. Nothing beats the taste of a Coca Cola Classic. <laughs> 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 and of course, Coca Cola No Sugar is the
3: best tasting. Uh, it is no, the
0: bomb. Yeah. It's, be, it's yes. better than Ice Break. Yes. tell no, no, no. I know. I know you ice paid...
3: Break for the morning breakfast, and then. Then, no, see, Coke, no I, sugar I, for that. the afternoon. I have, a, I
2: have a Coke, no, this is going to, this will astound you. You brush I, your teeth with it, you? No, but I have a Coke, I have one Coke, no sugar, because I don't drink tea or coffee. That's why I got turfed out of Melbourne, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> uh, I have a Coke, no sugar or zero, whatever you call it,
0: on the way to the office, 8 o'clock every morning. Mm. And, you know, uh, if, if, if you... Do it on my teeth, too. If you do need to cut back on your caffeine, too, Maddie, a Diet Coke delivers the distinct, unique and lighter taste <laughs> oh. to the Coca-Cola Classic. But uh, congratulations <laughs> once again to Crispy for a career... How many career... slaves was that being delivered, Nim, <laughs> ...for, for a, uh, a stellar result <laughs> for Team Sydney. But uh, we're going to take a break <laughs> before I go through Crispy's car and... Can you rest... do an ad for some Maccas or KFC to be delivered <laughs> to this studio, please? I've actually got a funny story involving... a. Uh, good friends at the Colonel. Uh, but Steve can't eat
2: it because he's on he's on a lemon detox diet. No, so. I'm done with that, it, mate. I'm it, it. it
0: smells like a, an air freshener, a lemon air freshener <laughs> in this room. Right <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more of The Driver's Seat right after this.
1: This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia.
0: It's great to have your company on the driver's seat. If you want to be part of the show, easy to do so. 0433 98 is the number if you'd like to get in touch. But uh, let's get straight to the podium.
1: Now on the driver's
0: seat, the podium. We'll have a look at three talking points from the uh, week. But uh, let's start off with... um, a TV update, because uh, the, the numbers did come out for uh, supercars over the weekend, and the Darwin Triple Crown numbers are actually quite good when you stack them up next to the ball sports, because uh, the Triple Crown had a combined audience of 3,000... Uh, let's try that again.
2: How's your maths going? Yeah, it's not good.
0: <laughs> Stay in school, kids, or you might end up in radio. Correct. But um, uh, the ratings had a combined audience of 382,000. That's 147,000 on 10 and 106,000 on Fox. That was for race 13. It grew on, actually dropped away on Sunday for the first race in the morning to uh, 359,000. That's two hundred forty-seven. Thousand uh, on ten, hundred and twelve thousand on Fox, which actually showed show just how many people watch when it's on free to air compared Absolutely. to subscription. Yeah. Yeah. And then it peaked on f- for the final race with four hundred and twenty-two thousand. Not too yeah. bad there. Good numbers,
2: aren't they? I mean, you know, I think um, I think it's fair to say that traditionally, and that's why we're not live on a Wednesday night sometimes, is because. Uh, traditionally, motorsport in this country gets usurped by anything with a ball—a uh, cricket ball, a tennis, a, a, a football, a rugby league ball, something like that. Your ten-inch spanner, or my ten-inch <laughs> spanner—that I think Pete was it. No, who was it earlier? No, was it sent us a text Pete? Yeah, Pete, Pete uh, and
0: SA, who's Pete, listing on. Yeah. SA. SA. Thanks,
2: Pete. I'll just, i just—I know I did say a ten-inch spanner, <laughs> and there must have been. I think you texted in and said that there was. There must be a hell of a nut at the end of that ten-inch oh, spanner.
0: Let me tell you. Correct. Yeah, from from Munter Bay in SA. So thanks for listening on sixteen twenty nine SE and But just to put those numbers in comparison, so um, there was absolutely no sport in the free to air top ten shows on Sunday. The footy uh, got four hundred and sixty six thousand viewers at number eleven, which isn't that far off. Wow. Uh, the the numbers for it's good, isn't it, for supercars and the NRL has dropped off to 250,000 viewers, but they've always been dropping off. AFL's really been the major competition, but here's the, here's the big thing. On the, the most popular show, non-news, was Australian Ninja Warrior. <laughs> I don't watch that. It makes me feel less of a man. But, but unless we have, you That's know... Yeah, no,
2: I don't watch it. Because they those people... They are cut from – they are wired up wrong. They are cut from a different different cloth, those folks. Mm. <laughs> and I can't even look at them and reminisce, oh, geez, I remember when I used to look like that. I never looked like that.
0: So I don't watch it because I find myself questioning myself. But but I think it's important when people talk ratings and stuff like that. It's like, oh, but look, they're only getting this. They're all only getting that. Compared to the other sports, sport really is for the diehards. Like uh, everyone will watch, you know, uh, some dude try to run up a wall before he falls in the water, yeah. but um, you know it's apple. It's not apples and apples. You're comparing apples and oranges here.
2: Yeah, well you are. But I think, as you rightly say, um, uh, the ratings are pretty good mm. uh, across the board. You know, we can we can talk social dynamics and who watches what and all that kind of stuff. I'm just happy that the ratings for supercars were right up there, as you say, against the ball sports. I think it indicates to our audience, and our audience tell us all the time that we must have more free to wear. Mm-hmm. One of the things I heard. Today is actually that I think that a supercars television deal is very close, if not already done. They'll announce that in the future, hopefully including more free-to-air coverage for our fans. And I think these numbers prove it. We've yeah. just got to have more.
0: Uh, another thing that proves it too is MotoGP is put on Ten Bold, one of this one of the little multi channels, and that's still rated pretty the good. The little multi channels, yeah. Well, no, well, no one, you know, how often do you go then to get home and watch 7.2? Two? Uh, but... uh, well, I would say that the. The uh, a lot because our racing's on it. So. Mm. <laughs> <But that's, laughs> so we watch it in the McKeldon household. But that's the thing: like you actually put good content on these multi channels and don't put. Eighty-year-old yeah. reruns of the Love Boat, and, and you might get of, some eyeballs on it. And yeah, you're right. And speaking of Moto G, uh, GP and uh, Moto
2: Two, I Mrs Mac is not. I'm not allowed to have a motorcycle because you know, unfortunately, people do get hurt on them pretty easy. And didn't I get boxed around the ears on Sunday night when Valentino Rossi almost lost his life, and then some guy in Moto Two almost, you know, I mean, the the bike literally obliterated yeah. underneath him. We'll, we'll, I have we will get never to Never seen more two more violent accidents.
0: We'll get to that life. part in our, in our Bendix Breaks big moment because otherwise we won't have anything to Nibs talk about. was worried that you were going to <laughs> spoil, spoil his show <laughs> that he's <laughs> <his> plan, Matthew. <laughs> oh,
2: mate, seriously, you brought up MotoGP, it's your
0: fault. But uh, I brought up, up, up MotoGP, I'll send you the rundown in the afternoon, read it. But... <laughs> <laughs> I really do. But, uh, just, but anyway. Get let's get to the title and I stop. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get to P2 on the podium. Uh, Ryan Walkinshaw hinted on the Loud Pedal podcast with Chris Dubs and Lee Holdsworth that he was very close to getting a new manufacturer into the sport for 2021. However, COVID-19 ruined those plans. So will we see a new mark in the sport next year? I mean, Triple Eight's deal with Holden expires at the end of the year. Yep. So no more Holden Racing Team, uh, but at the same time, money is tight. So what's going to
3: happen? I don't happen? think next year. I, I don't think next year. Possibly twenty twenty two. That's yep. that's my Agreed. my guess. Mm-hmm. I just think that the uh, you've almost got a. This year's even though it's not going to be, it's almost a wipe and. It's really been frozen, and we will continue with what we've got, albeit with probably slightly different driver lineups in a few teams mm-hmm. uh, into 2021. I and, think that's, that's and the in way conjunction that
2: it is. with Gen 3. Once Gen 3 uh, yeah. comes in,
3: because why would you come in now
2: and build a current level supercar um, only to scrap it at the end of next year? Yep. So it's not, it's not going to happen. It'll happen in 2022. I'll put the asset on you, um, Stevie J. Who do you think it is? As in... Who do you think uh, the manufacturers is as close?
3: Because um, I'm hearing there are Toyota, manufacturers. I'm thinking Toyota. are yeah. very, very interested. Not BMW? Uh, yeah, BMW. BMW is another one. Mm-hmm. I think even Kia is still very... The Stinger? Uh, yep. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be the Stinger because I think the Stinger's basically on the outer here from what I'm hearing. So okay. I don't know. I'm, I could be wrong, but yeah. Very the, good car. Very good car, absolutely. And um, yeah, so I think that they are seriously considering there's a lot of the, a lot of the manufacturers are seriously considering their options with regard to the setup and the, <laughs> I guess, the design of the Gen 3 car because none of us really know exactly what it's going to be. We, we got a bit of an idea, but that's about it. Brad's actually uh,
0: texted in on 0433981116. Why on earth would any manufacturer want to join supercars? They all sat back and laughed at supercars when the Mustang was built and smoked the competition, only to be penalised over and over again to slow them down. Why would other manufacturers want to join a series where if they bring in a superior race car, they keep getting penalised for it instead of forcing everyone else to do better.
3: Well, I think Gen 3 is going to be a different story. Mm. You know, I mean, the cream's always going to rise to the top no matter what happens. Uh, it happens everywhere it happens in GP. it happens in IndyCar, it happens in NASCAR. So, and they're, they're, especially NASCAR, it's meant to be the most regulated and the most fairest. Competition, the most fairest in, around. I love that English. Mm. Yeah, English, English. <laughs> <laughs> but Brad, I mean, I understand what know, Brad's saying there. So do I. So do I. But, but I think that the Gen Three is almost a chance to not—I wouldn't say wipe the the slate clean, mm, but recent. to really, really get rid of a lot of the demons that are in Gen Two. Mm. And also, don't forget, Brad, business is business is business.
2: If it's a marketing platform, whether you win or you lose, um, someone will be in it.
3: Someone will be. Well, it. look at Repco. Look, look, look at what you just said with regarding. We we chatted a little bit earlier about it with Repco with regard to the naming rights for uh, Bathurst mm. starting next year. You know, those sort of companies wouldn't do that if there wasn't a massive benefit for them. Totally. Regarding. Branding, but also regarding activation. So, And, I mean, even
2: when the Mercedes was in and the Nissan was in, I mean, we, we saw, what, two victories with Nissan? And Nissan
0: were here for five years? Then they dialed it back, though. Remember, they had the different fuel. Yeah, yeah. they did all that kind of stuff. So,
3: It'll I, have, I but, think... But, it, but honestly, who, who... Like, I reckon in the whole time, they didn't do it the right thing. I saw maybe a handful of Ultimas on the road over five years, oh, you know 100%. what I mean? Like, I think I hired one from an airport once, that was about as close yeah, as I got so to Yeah, th- so it was not done right and I don't think that the the model was chosen correctly, maybe it was the only model that fitted the the car of the future mm-hmm. uh, chassis but, you know, all in all it wasn't, if it was the wasn't most popular model well. which uh, probably for them is, a, is an SUV unfortunately, but yeah, it just I just don't think it was executed correctly. Uh, Adam's got
0: an interesting one on the text line, why would they? What's in it for them? Commodore and Falcon showed how much racing drives sales, while Toyota and Hyundai proved any code of football is a smarter place to put your money. Questionable. Depends Yeah, Mm.
2: well, uh, uh, yeah, of course, there are always going to be metrics we could measure it by to say it's a success or a failure, but it also depends on what they're trying to achieve and what model they're pushing. Remember that there is model push and there is brand push, and there is also brand personality. So something with Toyota, with their TRD program, it totally works to be in motorsport. Does Toyota as a general brand need to be in motorsport? Probably not, but the TRD or performance
3: side of it, hey, fantastic to be there. But what he's talking about is, with the football, the only thing those sort of companies get out of that is brand awareness. Yes. Yeah. That's it's all it. just branding. It's above totally. the line branding. Whereas, obviously, when you are uh, investing in, uh, and I'm not saying – you Know racing is them, but they build cars and cars go around a racetrack yeah, and mm. brand personality, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, the, the, the
2: win on Sunday, sell on Monday thing was all good in the 70s and maybe in the 80s, but not in the latest you know. generation. Mm. Yeah, so they like Gary
3: Ablett doing... driving a, a Ford, for instance, you yep, know, that's good, uh, it's good, but is it as good as Dick Johnson or Craig Lowndes driving a Ford? Mm. You know what I mean? Or Steve Johnson driving a football. Nah, no, not me. Don't put me in that situation, <laughs> brother. You when you talk about guess, Steve Johnson you? from Geelong, yeah, maybe. But, uh, but yeah. Well, but fine, um, Steve. Well but done. you know what I mean? So there's a difference there because there people go, oh, yeah, Gary Abel. yeah, he can mm. kick a football. Why is mm. he behind the wheel of a car? So what? Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Whereas you get actually someone that does that for a profession. It's a bit of a different story. It's a bit like Sharon Football sponsoring a, a car in motorsport. Yeah, it'd be weird.
0: It'd be weird. It, it, it wouldn't be. <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't be. Hands. You wouldn't be yeah. seeing that. But uh, one last one on uh, the podium, P three. How much sponsorship dollars do you actually need to race? Now, uh, in the past, we've seen oh, rolling one. sponsors. That is a very good question. Like a rolling did sponsor you model. I Nick... bet
3: yourself, Nims.
0: I did actually. because <laughs> <That's very laughs> well, because well, here's the thing. I was thinking to myself. Obviously, money is tight, and there's going to be a lot of deals and whatnot that are put in place at the start of the year that have expectations that need to be made. Now, no one's at fault here. No one can predict that a global pandemic, the worst that's ever been seen since 1920, is going to affect your commercial interests. So, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, you've got to keep you know the lights on on your businesses and yeah, the-, the bills don't you don't get a COVID discount on the bills yeah correct so how much and you know team the big teams even aren't uh, they're not immune to this too red bull have also taken a hit you know shell v power have taken a hit all of these sponsorship uh, arms might be downsized so how much do you actually need to go racing properly
3: yeah, it's, you know, it depends. Three it's, like I mean, it's, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. I think, well,. Back in my day, I'm talking it was a time when I needed to yeah. step out yeah. because of the business and the mm-hmm. financial side of things. Mm-hmm. We ran that year with a couple of pay drivers and then obviously Chaz came in midway through the year. Um, I'm pretty sure we ran that year two cars for the whole year on a budget of three mil. Mm. There you go. Two cars. Which that is was very skinny. Oh, that's very. That's
2: hard line. That's very. But what would what would DJRTP? What would Red Bull? What would WAU be running now? Three mil a car. Five mil a car. Probably in the vicinity of between those two. I'd
0: reckon. Yeah. There you go. But this so this is if, where you had, if
2: you had a budget of ten mil. Mm. You'd be, you'd be happy days. Yep.
0: Well, this is where it sort of gets interesting because you've got, obviously, you know, your powerhouse teams like uh, Walkinshaw and where they've got overseas interests that have sort of bought in. Mm-hmm. Whereas, what about in Albury? Brad Jones doesn't have um, someone buying in there. I mean, uh, neither does Matt Stone Racing. Those little teams like that that really rely on those sponsorship dollars. I mean, uh, we, we saw what happened to 23 Red Racing.
2: Yeah, I, I think... Those little teams, mill and a half. Mm. Remembering that if you've got the big budget, you can afford to pay the big salaries, and you get the big people. So you get the best designers. So you wouldn't find the little Frenchman going to Matt Stone Racing because they're not going to pay him what he deserves Mm. for his career. Mm. And you're not going to find Scott McLaughlin go racing at, at, uh, you know, one of the smaller teams because they're simply not going to be able to afford him. But when you get up in the big budgets, you can afford the best engineers, you can afford the best drivers, you can afford the best equipment and so on and so forth. So, you know, it's not just about, What it costs to run our car, it's the cost of the human resources built around it to build the best buggy
0: out there. And so that's where the big money teams have got the big advantage. I think uh, someone's ears must be burning on the text line because Gary just sent in big budget teams get big budget results.
2: Good on you, guys.
0: They do because they get the big budget people. Mm.
2: You know, I mean, uh, Stevie J, if, if you'd have bowled out of your family team and I'm not having a crack, I'm being really on the best back end of your career, if you'd have gone to a Red Bull or whatever, what would you have from a salary commanded? A million bucks a year? No,
3: no, not that much. Half a million? Yeah, around that. Probably somewhere between 250 and 450, okay. around there. I would say it's probably... Where it would be at now, now it would be lower. I think um, you think, absolutely. I think, no, <laughs> right now, I think it not for me, <laughs> just in general. There might be a couple of burgers getting, would but get you to a team. I don't think there's certain people that are not getting what you think. No, mm. of course, no,
0: no, no, but there are some people that are still getting the big bucks. Yeah, well, uh, it's it's something that will definitely be interesting as we head towards 2021 because, as we know, 2021 might not look normal. So uh, that was the podium. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter and together we're building Australia. We'll talk a bit of MotoGP up next.
1: This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia.
0: You're listening to The Driver's Seat, and you'll be part of the show around Australia by texting in 0433 98 11 16. Right now, though, it is time for our Bendix Brakes Big Moment.
1: Now on The Driver's Seat, another Bendix Brakes Big Moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. If you want cleaner
0: wheels, fit Bendix Brakes. This is uh, what Maddie was talking about a little bit earlier, and if you if you'd go to the Driver's Seat Facebook page, you can see the footage, and... Uh, it's uh, it's millimeters, isn't it, guys? In the in the words of Maxwell
2: Smart, missed it by that much. <laughs> I mean, though that that was collectively the world, the MotoGP world, we all went. When I say we, anyone that's a motorsport fan went. Holy dooly, boy, oh, boy. And and that's, you know, motor racing is dangerous. I said it on our Facebook page after a bunch of people were talking about it. Motor racing is dangerous. It's un- it's uh, unpredictable and you can set tracks up and you can set races up as safe as you want, but at some point um, the unexpected will happen. And boy, oh, boy, was that unexpected. I can't believe that that, that bike didn't kill. What is he a nine-time world champion? Great. Had it been, had Pretty it high. been going, had had that out-of-control bike been going five mile an hour faster, or Rossi got
0: into the, that corner and accelerated a meter earlier, he'd be dead. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, put a still up on here and just look how close that bike is, and they're going at three hundred k's an hour. Yep. It's scary. I mean, the fact that you can come
2: off the bike at 300k an hour in a straight line anyway, Morbidelli uh, went off and and Zarco went off. uh, To survive, that is unbelievable. But for then the bikes to do what they did, uh, right, and that's the scariest thing. Like I think both Stephen and Jay and I have done it before. If you lock up or go off into a corner and you go to the infield and you're heading straight towards the apex where all the other cars are you know, flowing through the corner, there's no more terrifying moment in race. Then that happens because you, yeah. you just know you're on your way to a big accident. Think James oh, Courtney and Alex Bremer mm. at, at MG in, uh, uh, no, at Honda in, uh, at Philip Island, and this would have just been horrendous. So we are collectively thanking our lucky stars that Rossi is still with us. As
0: you said, too, there was also a Moto2 um, shunt that was also right. Uh, the bike disintegrated.
2: <laughs> it really was. Yeah, Bastiani, uh, Bast- Bastianini, Bastianini went
3: Bastianini. off. Bastianini, uh, championship
2: leader. Yes. Yeah, just, just came off high-sided. And again, horrible footage even from a high-side that he went over, scrambling off to the corner of the circuit. We, we were watching it. Mrs. Mack and I were watching it. And she was screaming, going, oh, don't hit him. Because if you'd hit him, that would have been all over Red Rover. That's Simoncelli all all over again, yep. Um, uh, and then Sarin came through, and literally the bike disappeared underneath him, mm. just evaporated underneath him. And amazingly, he's at they're both okay. Unbelievable. The suits that they wear must protect them in extraordinary fashion. I don't understand it, but I mean, incredible. A very, very confronting day at uh, at Red Bull Ring last Sunday.
0: Certainly was. Uh, Look, we we don't want to end too much on a positive there. uh, Sorry, a negative there. But there there was a slight positive because uh, uh, an Aussie made it to the podium. Jack Miller from Townsville, Aussie Jack Miller. Miller. Absolutely,
2: p three p three going to be a a factory Ducati rider next year as well, stepping up from Premac. So uh, yeah, fantastic. Good for him. Uh, good for him and good to I think it's finally good we're going to have an Aussie you know on something that can actually win a race because there was you know there was a few things that happened there for Jack to be able to get to third but but, you know good on him good to see him up there and he's such an Aussie too (laughs) until he gets interviewed and then he turns into an Italian and I don't get it but when he's getting interviewed by someone who speaks fluent English or is an Aussie, he goes back to full-spec Townsville Aussie. But then if he gets interviewed by someone a, in the pits... Someone European, European with a European, bit of an yeah, accent. Yeah, he goes full accent. Weber used to do that. Weber used to go a
3: little Italian when he was interviewed sometimes. Do you find... And Nims, you might be able to shed some light this too. When you when you go out for dinner and you go to a Chinese restaurant, do you start <laughs> like do you start talking a little bit no. like a Chinese? Like do you no, go, no. do you not do that, Matthew? No, I do not. You do? do you do it, <laughs> Nimsy? When you go out to a, a Sri
2: Lankan restaurant, does your dad do it?
0: Sorry, guys, I wasn't in at the moment. What, are you, what were you guys talking about? Uh, look, that was our Bendix Brakes big moment. If you want cleaner wheels, you could fit Bendix Brakes. I just stepped out for a second there, you know, just to get a bit of air. Did I miss anything? I uh, don't think I did. But go. Can you do it again, please, Steve? I don't think you can. But anyway, uh, we'll take a quick break here on the driver's seat. That was our Bendix Brakes big moment. If you want cleaner wheels, fit Bendix Brakes. Back with more. We'll finally get to some Formula One. We'll do that next.
1: This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia.
0: Yes, we are sponsored by Kubota. <laughs> building Australia. <laughs> Let's get straight to our race rewind.
1: This is the driver's seat race rewind. Yes,
0: it's time to talk a bit of Formula One. Oops, what happened there? That's unfortunate.
1: Oh, no, Stabbing on the inside of Oh, no, Max. Back
3: inevitable. I oh, still gotta love that one. Uh-huh. But, um, but he's the only one giving us some sort of hope that it's gonna be at least a little bit of a race. He is. Matthew, is yeah,
2: he? Yeah, no, he is. I said that, I said it today on an interview uh, that that he, yeah, you're right, he is the only one taking it to Mercedes at the moment. He's got a very good chassis, got a very good engine combination. Um, and not as good as Mercedes, unfortunately. Wouldn't you hate but to be his teammate? Yep, yeah, like don't you feel sorry for Alex Albon? I would hate to be Max's or Lewis's teammate.
3: Hi. Tend to agree, and and you actually your your little text today, your little crystal ball, rubbing yes, the balls. Yes, I ball, grabbed them out of the yeah. and gave them a yes. clean off. Yep. And I actually I rate that, Matt. That was uh, okay. very ingenious of your thoughts. And would you would you care to share, or would you like to just keep them hidden away for uh, a later time? No, because I think there's going to be
2: some announcements fairly soon. So my thought He's process. tonight.
0: He's very cryptic. No,
2: mm. my thought process was fairly. Simple. I think that we'll had to be simple. In the, oh no, it's a simple mind. <laughs> There's not a lot going on up there, mate. she's, yeah. a, she's not a crowded car park. Tell let me, you me tell you, it, mate. Uh, you do I donuts reckon, up there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Vettel is going to be announced at Racing Point in the coming weeks. I think that's relatively understood, and I think that will trigger Perez. To then go to Red Bull, because I think Alex Albon's going to be dropped to AlphaTauri um, for next year, obviously, uh, and Daniel Kvyat will be tossed because Sergio Perez also comes with about 15 million US in backing, and I think that's going to. I think it's going to be a very good move for Sergio to do it. Uh, so yeah, Vettel to Racing Point after Ferrari, mm. uh, Perez to Red Bull, Albon
3: to be dropped. To Alpha Tauri, Tauri. Uh, because um, but you he's... also said maybe Kvyat is a chance to maybe replace and who yes. possibly could retire
2: yes so yeah I, th- 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 who knows that's just me
3: surmising but but I'd like be... to see I'd like to see Perez at Red Bull oh so do I I think yeah, he's so I. and I'm not saying Albon or Gasly Gasly's aren't doing hungry enough job. but Gasly's going very well at Alpha Tauri yep. Yep. but I think just Sergio I think he He's, he's very underrated i think mm-hmm. and i think that um he his mindset and his talent and just his want to finally be in one of the two or three teams to be in uh, and their car i think that he would he would really I you know, think obviously max's max is in max max is molded there yes right yeah. so he's, Red he know last it 10 years. inside and out yeah it's, it might take him you know years year, year and a half, two years, but I think th- someone with the experience of Sergio, mm-hmm. the learning process would be a lot faster than someone like uh, yeah, uh, Alex. Uh, an Alex Albon or Pierre Gasly. Alex Albon looks like a beaten favourite. He came in there
2: and did really well and he was up and about and the chest was out and the shoulders were back and then every every interview now that I see with him, he just he's on the back foot, he's, he's, on the he's, back excuses. Foot. he's excuses and trying to explain and and I feel sorry for the guy. I think, they I think do, he's got a lot of talent. He's just yeah, like, him, yeah. Look at what's like happened with Gasly. Yep. They put Gasly up, showed promise in Red Bull, put him up in uh, in Toro Rosso, put him up early, got belted by Max. They so drop him back to AlphaTauri, and now his confidence and, and everything's growing again. I think they need to do that with Albon. I think they need to keep their juniors in their Formula One junior team for two to three years and then maybe promote them where possible to the front. I think Perez is a talent. He's dragged every car that that he's ever had up the front. He's also exceptionally loyal. What's happening at Racing Point, I think, is appalling. But the Racing Points, although they're coming in for a lot of controversy at the moment, that they're they're just a copy of the Mercedes, sure, and they're really fast over a lap. Have we seen a decent result out of them yet? No, they cannot. For whatever reason, they've got a bullet over a lap in a quali lap or a, a, a practice session, but in a race run, either strategically they're being let down inside the pit bunker or for whatever reason that car, they haven't worked out the jigsaw puzzle to get that thing to be fast consistently over a whole race. Whereas Red Bull are fast, but also their strategy is red
3: hot at the moment. Hence the reason Max is taking it to the Benzes. So, why would you then swap Sergio, not even swap, why would you then boot Sergio, who, who is fast, to get someone like Sebastian Vettel in? Because he's seven times world champ, or no, how <laughs> many? Five world
2: five Four world champs? Four. It's Vettel. And and right now, so you reckon it's a name value on, on its, no, itself? I think absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, remember that Racing Point next year is going to be the official factory team of Aston Martin. So I think there's a mar- there's a great marketing thing there with Vettel. Um, I think Vettel's knowledge is very strong, and I, I just think, interestingly, I think they're going to pay Vettel fifteen million. Um, as well, which is what Sergio brings to the team. Um, so they're thirty million in the so hole. Thirty million up. in the hole, straight off the bat, which is but not going to worry Lance Stroll because that's Lawrence. What, Lawrence sorry, uh, Lawrence <laughs> Stroll. That's what he's got in his center console for bridge, bridge money or toll money. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just <laughs> no, think, he hey, owns a bridge, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he does. It's a lot of <laughs> chips. It's a lot of large. Company. It's a lot of
0: large fries and <laughs> macers. Oh, a, a lot large of large fries and
2: macers. <laughs> and I I, I, I just think that's where the dominoes could fall moving forward and I think Vettel's still good I just think it's in a horrible divorce right now mm. you know they've agreed to separate but there's been no there's been no uh, agreement on terms or whatever they're in the living ones living in the top part of the house and one's living in the bottom half of the house they get together every second weekend
0: <laughs> well we well, do, it's horrible we do a bit of a break this weekend before the Belgian Grand Prix on August 28th but keep uh, will we'll revisit that uh, at the start of next year's crystal yeah, balls it's because keep it, that co- recorded <laughs> well, so, uh, it Well, we'll see what happens there. But you're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia.
1: This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia.
0: You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. A big thank you to Scotty Pye for joining us on the show. Uh, we, we started off the program talking about Bathurst, and we're going to end up talking about Bathurst too because tickets are on sale now for the Bathurst International. Uh, it is going to be held at Mount Panorama between November 12th to 15th. If everything goes to plan... I just
2: uh, literally (laughs) crossed my fingers to Steve.
0: (laughs) If everything goes to plan, both of you boys will actually be featured in this because there are 10 categories. Uh, The S5000 Australian Drivers' Championship is there, the TCR Australia Series, the Trans Am Series, uh, the Gulf Western All Touring Car Masters, the Bathurst Six Hour, and a plethora of other um, categories are going to be there. Quite exciting when you think about it.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean,
0: I, I don't... Unfortunately... Steve
2: in his TCM was bounced off the Bathurst schedule, Bathurst One Thousand schedule for this year. So I think um, I think any time you're going to get ten categories at Bathurst uh, is going to be fantastic. Hopefully you'll be there. I'll be there uh, if we're allowed to get there. And uh, I think it's going to be sensational. I, it, it's going to be hard with the TCR cars because there's not going to be any internationals there. We won't get it. So it'll only just be the Aussie teams, I would
0: imagine. Well, we but don't even know if there's going to be any rounds beforehand. <laughs> Well...
2: Again, I don't want to be negative, Nimsy, but I don't think there's going to be. Mm. I just, I just, I've got, we've got a big meeting coming up next week with Trans Am and all the guys and, and, um, I just cannot see it happening with the borders even today, talking about being closed until Christmas time. So, um, I don't know. Fingers crossed that we can get to the Bathurst International. We want it to happen. We desperately want to race there. Trans Am 100. So, you know, 100k around there in the Trans Am car will be fun. Tons of TCM cars. S five thousand will be pretty special around there. I reckon that will be pretty good. That, that
3: that'll be very exciting. Be. I can't hot. wait to watch yep. those cars around there. Down
2: at the chase, I reckon that'll be red hot. So we we might have to have a a quiet scooey down there while we uh, we watch <laughs> the cars go through at some point if we make it there. Scooby. Yeah. Hard to say when you've got a lisp, but yeah, Scooby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, maybe.
2: What, what's your drink of choice? Apart from lemon rice. detox. Uh, <laughs> no <but> fried rice. <laughs> Don't include me in your personal hell no, speaking Chinese I've gone, at a
3: Chinese restaurant. I've gone very, very healthy in, in uh, <laughs> vodka, lime and soda. Oh, there you go. No calories. There you go. Yeah. Do you... they make it in men's? Yeah, they do. Okay, just checking. <laughs> um, you just got to squirt the lemon in your eye before you drink <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> one other one, too. Uh, talking about the bathist it's national. we have also going to be seeing the Shannon's Holden Bathurst Revival, which features, mm. it's basically a big farewell to Holden at Mount Panorama. It's it's open to pretty much anything that's got a Holden engine in yeah, it. Yeah, like you can you can bring your you can bring your V8 ute out. Could have brought my old V8 ute
3: out and had a squirt around there, but I don't know, Gricey will come out and he's a Cobra ute. Yeah, imagine that. That'd be good. I don't think Gricey would do that. Yeah. No. no, I r- guarantee you, he wouldn't do that. <laughs> hey, on, on the,
0: uh, while, we're, while we're talking about Holden, something that popped yeah. up on the V8 Sleuth website that caught me uh, off guard a little bit was... Uh, uh, a Tirana that was
3: piloted by one Dick Johnson in one of his yes, early Baptist appearances. Yes,
0: yeah, started. Yes, he almost, did. I almost spat the drink out.
3: <laughs> he did. He did. He started in Holden's and uh, no sugar coke. <laughs> he st- as he as he freely admits, he had to. You know, like any job or anything you do in life, you start from the bottom and you work your way. Yes, that was. I remember that car getting picked up that Tirana, um, from our Daisy Hill. Going back to Daisy Hill uh, House. And my sister bawled her eyes out for an hour when that car got she picked did. up and taken away. She did. It oh, was I, a very, very cool, story from it was a very cool, cool car, that Tirana. Yeah. yeah. She listens to our show, your sister, which is good. She does. Usually on the bus, on podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. doesn't want a signed shirt. God damn it. Yeah, I know. She doesn't want a signed shirt. you yeah, well, remember she, she was. We did, uh, offer. we did offer. Yeah, we did offer a signed shirt because she was quite quick with the, the oh, uh, I returning a on photograph Facebook of saying well, saying photograph of. Yeah, yeah. Or in Park, I think Nemsy yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, oh no, no, sand down, sand down, sand so. down. And Nems goes, "Yeah, you can uh, win a uh, signed shirt by Steve Johnson." Thank uh, <laughs> your response. No, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> but, that's all, but that's
0: all part of a uh, an upcoming Dick Johnson special exhibition that'll be at the National Motor Racing Museum. Uh, so pretty cool to see that. Uh, yeah, some fair few artifacts there. So maybe uh, closer artifacts. to that. We'll, we'll <laughs> not, you know, he's not dead, right? Fossils? <laughs> <Do> you... <laughs> the uh, uh, Flintstone mobile. Flintstone fos- Dick Johnson fossils. I'll tell you what, I know that (laughs) DJ... Do you call him Fossil? Well, look, here's the thing. Uh, Uh Me saying Artifact, I know that somewhere down the track, when we get DJ back on the show, there's going to be a hell of a receipt coming my way. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yes,
2: he is going to... That'll be like a perfectly set-up lob at the Australian
3: (laughs) Open. He is
2: just going to whack that right back across the net, right at
3: your innards. (laughs) <laughs> they well, yeah. say Richard, Richard Nimsey called you a. Uh, I didn't
2: a... say that. I said the. You are putting words in my mouth. And your son, Richard,
0: said that some dick was rubbing off on him. What's going on there, Richard? Oh. There's the music. You can tell it's time for us to go. <laughs> hey, thanks, thanks for being a part of the driver's seat. Everyone that texted in, we loved having your feedback. Loved being back live again. We're going to do it all again, uh, same time next week. And guess what, guys? Another round. Yo, beauty. How good. We'll have something to talk about. Double Excellent. up, double up, double up. But, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: The a quadrilla. Of quadrilla a supercar.
0: But guys, it's been a lot of fun. Let's do it again, same time next week. Hey, let's thanks, do it next Nemsie. week. You, Sounds good. You are listening to the driver's seat. We've done it for our good mates at Kubota. Together we're building Australia and for over 40 years we've been making tomorrow matter. Don't go anywhere. Damien Watson up next
1: with the Overnight Crowd. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.